0: episode of block talk presented by theater in the now i'm your host as always michael block if you love the podcast make sure you subscribe on apple Podcasts, google play spotify soundcloud or stitcher so you never miss an episode leave a five-star review while you're there and as always follow me on instagram at michael block talk on twitter at theater in the now and visit theaterinthenow.com for latest news reviews and interviews It's Cherry with a C, not Sherry with an S, because Sherry with an S goes nuts. If you haven't figured out who's on the podcast yet, well, you're just silly. It's Cherry Poppins.
1: Hello, hello, hello. How are you?
0: Uh, I'm great. How are you? I'm hanging in there. I'm having a weird day, but you know what? It's, it's, it, it's the fall. This is when I get my seasonal depression, not in the winter. I hate the fall, so...
1: Oh, I love the fall. See, like, white girl fall is my thing. Give me a pumpkin spice latte and I'm living my fantasy. See,
0: I'm just not someone, especially this year, who likes to, you know, celebrate things and death. Um, because, you know, like, leaves die and horror movies, people die. And that's what the fall is. People die. And I'm not here for that. And I also like the summer because I, I, I swim and, and it's, it's a good time. And now I have no more swimming time. Indoor pools. They're a thing of the future. Yes, not right now, because you can't go in one of those. If you try hard enough, you can make anything happen. Listen, if there is a mansion somewhere in New York City that has an indoor pool, sign me up. Uh, I've been in one. It's on Fifth Avenue. Well, there are many things I'm ready to offer to go in this pool.
1: Well, I think they sold it, so I think it would be probably thousands and thousands, maybe millions of dollars.
0: Like I said, I can offer things for it. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Well, I'm excited to have <laughs> you on the podcast, and we're going to talk all about you, and I'm sure that's a really scary thing to do. Oh no,
1: I love talking about myself. I mean, who doesn't? You're a drag queen. Of course. Confidence and um, sometimes arrogance is what a drag queen is, I believe. It's true, it's true. Well, we're going to start from the very beginning. Where are you from? I'm originally from Michigan. I'm from a little tiny town called Stockbridge. I grew up there. Where, where on the mint is it? Uh, It is think a triangle of ann arbor detroit and lansing it's in the middle of that triangle
0: okay okay and what was life like there
1: um well i grew up with a bunch of trump supporters i mm-hmm. was like the only gay kid in my high school uh i think there were three of us that's progress yeah there were three of us um yes we did hook up with each other yes it was not good And, no, I do not talk to any of them anymore.
0: Are there any more aside from them that have come out since?
1: Um, there was a guy, oh, this is bad. There was a person that was a grade below me that, so this was, like, early 2000s. You know, Drag Race hadn't come out yet. Mm -hmm. People didn't really know about what drag was, especially in the Midwest. And he, I believe their pronouns are still he, uh, enjoyed cross-dressing. And would come to school in dresses and living their fantasy, right? But they decided to come in full geesh to one of our semi-formals. And I was always like, yo, people don't hate you because you're gay and you like to dress as a woman. They hate you because you're ugly when you dress as a woman. And you're weird. Like, you know those kids that used to run around okay. with their arms behind mm-hmm. them, like ninjas? Okay. That was, like, this kid. Okay, interesting. Does that make sense? Yeah. And what 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 year are we, we talking here? This was, like, probably 2003, 2004. Okay. okay, Like, right in that mid-era of, like, when the goth punk scene wasn't really cool yet. Gotcha, gotcha. Like, right before... I mean, around Paramore, but, like, that... Generation of stuff where people so want to do kind of bubblegum pop. Disney Mania is really happening, like Liz McGuire's going on. We have Raven Simonier on Disney Channel. We have all that, like, really colorful things happening, and the Mm -hmm. antithesis of that is.
0: So we haven't had um, uh, uh, the Twilight series become films yet. We
1: haven't had the Twilight series become books yet.
0: I mean, I don't know the Twilight series at all, so I couldn't tell you on the timeline when that happened.
1: I mean, I remember reading them, I think, my sophomore year of high school. And so this was, like, my freshman year of high school when this was going on with this mm-hmm. guy. I also had not come out yet when gotcha he was doing all these things. I had done community theater with him, too, so, like, I knew him very well. But makeup skills was not, were not his strong point. Well, I
0: mean, like, to be fair, that the, the YouTube didn't even quite exist yet so there weren't makeup
1: tutorials going around true and that's something that in retrospect i realized but yeah. at the time i was also young i mean and stupid i'm
0: <laughs> going to call out some um of our uh, our finest drag queens of our time there were no makeup tutorials back then either and if you look at some of their looks of the past you're like "Ooh, that was that was not so pretty
1: Yes. I should actually check in on him and see what he looks like now if he still does drag. Because I'd be interested to see if his face has changed. Because there'd be no excuse now.
0: That is very true. Well, what were you like as a child, aside from calling people out as it is?
1: Um, I mean, I was just loud. Mm-hmm. surprised so No. Uh, I was a loud child. I grew up with... A, um, I'm one of nine in my family. Mm-hmm. So like there was a lot of people, places, and things to do and be around and talk about. In Michigan but I always knew that like I would go crazy and I am going crazy now in quarantine like doing nothing it literally drives me insane and I knew I needed to be somewhere that was fast paced so I came to New York uh, I came here for school and I decided that I was going to try out my musical theater hat and see what that was like now, uh,
0: you came to New York and didn't go to the American Drag Academy. You went to the other one.
1: Uh, I went to a really great school. I have a bachelor's degree. I have <laughs> I have a degree, everyone. It's true. Um, yeah, I went to Marymount Manhattan College. Uh, four years there. Got a bachelor's in theater arts with a concentration in performance and a minor in musical theater. I'm a little mad now because they now offer a BFA in musical theater and that's what I wanted, but whatever. We had the same training, so that's what I really Now, what matters. other
0: um, famous New York City drag queens uh, attended this collegiate program? Um,
1: there's a couple. I ha- we have Mimi, I'm First. Mm-hmm. Um, we have my sis, Sissy Walken, also went to Marymount. Yes, yes, yes. Um, je ne sais quoi. A newer mm-hmm. queen of the city went to Marymount. Um, there's a couple people that I had I put into drag that I went to school with, but I don't think they like actively pursue drag anymore. But I think that might be it.
0: Now, what what is the correlation between some of these New York City schools and starting drag in the city?
1: I honestly think that a lot of the schools in New York, especially they challenge you to be yourself Mm -hmm. as weird and as like defying of an issue and a thought of that is like you literally are just taught to be yourself and that's who you're supposed to market. And sometimes you, especially in today's theater world, there's a lot of like background drag roles that like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of the men in the wigs on the stages and seeing that, I think, draws, especially, like, little gay kids that were told not to play with makeup, not weren't given that freedom to express themselves as children, are are given those opportunities as, like, blossoming adults. And they're like, oh, I really, like, have a knack for these sure. skills. Like, I remember vividly I wanted to go into do the cosmetology program at uh, my high school. They had, like, junior, senior year you could sign up and you could, like, go to a specialty school and, like, do that. And I was dead set. I was like, I want to do cosmetology. And my dad made fun of me, and my friends made fun of me, and I decided that it was just, I guess, not in the cards for me. So I stopped doing it. Like, who knows where or what I would be doing if I did that. And so I think that's what musical theater school gives you. They're like, oh, here's a makeup class. Make sure that you look like you can be in The Lion King. Have fun! (laughs) Now do you also think the, the accessibility of drag and
0: nightlife in New York City is a way to foster the, the the
1: the the urge to want to try drag? I think that I mean, because when I moved to the city, like fresh eighteen year old me, I was afraid of drag queens. But I mean,
0: let's. Uh, everyone should be afraid of dragons. We, they, they, they all bite and they're scary. Yeah, yeah,
1: we're we're terrifying creatures. Like I, if I'm like a gremlin, you get me wet. And I'm like, <laughs> ah! like I'm there. I got you. But like, when I moved to the city, I didn't think that I would ever be doing this. I thought I was gonna be like, I'm moving to the city. I'm determined. I'm doing my thing, and I just didn't know what my thing was yet. I guess. Sure. And now I found that, and I think that having so many opportunities for young queens in the city is really great, but it also fosters a sense of, like, everyone can do this. Right. And as all drag is valid, not all drag is good. Absolutely. So, if all you're one could be good if you take advice. Yes, and, like, I think something that Cracker says really... It's, she says it in her um I'm a Woman song. She's like, whatever you do, if you do it with heart, it's basically, like, anyone will care about you if you just, like, care about what you do. Even if it's, like, a couple people, especially, like, if you get a national platform like Drag Race or you get weekly gigs like some of these local queens have and you're able to work every night, you do get exposed to so many people in nightlife that, Mm -hmm. like, probably haven't ever seen... Like, you can get exposed to that 21-year-old that's been afraid of drag queens and be the drag queen that changes their mind Sure. about it. Like, there's so many things and so much change that could happen. And it all starts with, like, just trying it once. So when did drag into your life? When did you start? Uh, I started, I've been doing, ooh, I've been doing drag for four and a half years. Um, oh, God. I had a drag mother at one point. Her name was Shirley Ugest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We don't really talk anymore, so I don't really claim her. And she kind of, like, stopped talking to me.
0: Well, she stopped talking to a majority of people. Yeah,
1: which is fine, but it's... Like, live your life, sis, but I can't claim you if you're not in my life actively. Mm-hmm. So, I kind of was doing drag and, like, was in college and was, like, playing around with it and then started watching Drag Race and was like, oh, this is fun. This gives, like, everything that you get taught in musical theater school, like, you do on Drag Race. Right. It's crazy. It's like, going to school, like, helps in your life. Who knew? Um, and then I... Tore my hamstring senior year of college. Had surgery. Couldn't do any of my, um... Like, dance calls. Or any of the master classes that you get from going to a nice college and getting a bachelor's degree. I couldn't do any of those. So I, like, entered a live-sing drag competition. And made it to the top three? Top four? Of it? I made it to the finale night. And, uh... That was my first, like, let's try drag, for real. Yeah. Little did I know, I looked like a brick, and you should have slathered a lot more foundation on that face before going outside in the world, Cherry. How would you describe Cherry in three words? Now or then? Now? Now, (laughs) Now, I would say she's a pastel punk pop princess. Okay. I think that's four words, I'm sorry.
0: That's fine. What What is the origin story of the name?
1: So, Cherry Poppins came from... I was looking at 90s... Because I'm born in the 90s. I'm a millennial. And I was looking at like where a lot of my influences came from. And one of my favorite, favorite Disney movies of all time is Mary Poppins. And I like that she's like... She basically is like this... A bitch that comes in and is like, I know what I'm doing, I'm taking care of things, like, listen to me children and everything's going to be fine. I resonate with that. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'm a little bit more crazy than her. (laughs) Um, In my wild days, people called me Hurricane Cherry and I would go a little crazy and drink a lot of, a lot of fireball. Uh, Lots of fireball. Lots of fireball, lots of uh, honey jack, but... now.
0: I think alongside probably the name Gina Tonic, Cherry Poppins is probably the most used name in America. There are lots of Cherry Poppins. There's a lot of Gina Tonics. I don't know her. Well. Have you met all the other Cherry Poppins?
1: I've not. I actually have the largest following on social media of all of them. Uh, Before I started doing drag, I had done my research, and there had been one other Cherry Poppins in the States. They were in California. Mm -hmm. They were... Had been doing drag for a bit, but they stopped from what I've seen. They had really not posted, I think, what, four years ago was like 2016. I think they hadn't posted in like two years on Instagram. And this is also, like, in the heyday of Instagram, right? Like, Instagram's going crazy, and people are, like, posting all the time and making content and blah, 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 blah. So you're seeing, like, drag queens making looks specifically for Instagram now, and there's this whole era of Instagram queens that are starting to emerge, but you don't see... Even the older queens that are doing it, they're still posting. Sure. They might not be good, but they're still posting. And there was nothing from this queen. So I took it and ran with it. And also, I decided, like... I'm the New York City. If I'm going to be the New York City Cherry Poppins, like, then I'll just be the New York City Cherry Poppins. And then I'll do all the things that I've wanted to do. Yeah, there's a lot of other drag names, but really, it's drag. Sure. So it's like, I'm not really that person. That person is a character that I act like and have fun with and can put all the bullshit aside and just be like, it's time to be Cherry. Let's have fun. (laughs) How long does it take to transform into Cherry? Depends on the look. If I'm going for, like, an artistic look, I'll take, like, three hours. But if I'm going for, like, a, my usual beat, I'll probably do, like, an hour and 25 minutes. Any traditions? Um, I smoke a bowl when I'm baking my face. Because uh, I, I feel like that's the zen moment. You're like, mm-hmm. it's time to change over. Like, I've put my contour on, my highlights on, my cream foundation's on. Let's set all of this. <sighs> Let's do it. And then I can, like, really focus because, I don't know, marijuana helps me focus.
0: I mean, for some people it helps you focus, some people knocks you out. Yeah, and you know what? Both uses are good. That's very true. Now, what are your, some of your favorite products?
1: Um, I really, 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 really love the Dermablend Leg and Body Foundation. I just recently switched over to it, and it is the... Most coverage I've ever gotten on my face. Mm-hmm. I also really love the Sugar Pill, um, well, really any Sugar Pill product, but specifically their lip is really good. I have a pink lip and I also have um, two of their palettes that they just released and they were on sale. So if you want them, I would go get them. But they're so pigmented and like I can do basically any beat with this palette that I got. It's fantastic.
0: Nice. Now, you mentioned your first gigs were, was this singing competition. Yeah. What was the first song you
1: performed in the drag? Oh, my first song I ever performed in the drag mm-hmm. was Love on Top by Beyonce. Oh, that's a choice. Um, I was doing Star Search with Tina Burner. Mm-hmm. And Shirley Ugest was there as well. We both competed. Really supported mother. And my mother got to the finale and I got cut. Uh, But I have video of it, and it's gonna show up someday somewhere when I make fun of myself for it. But I was wearing this purple wig. I was wearing a dress from, I think, Karma in the Manhattan Mall, RIP, and, like, chunky black heels. Now,
0: what did Miss Tina Burner say?
1: I don't remember. I was blackout drunk.
0: But so was she, probably, so... Well, okay, now... How would you say you've grown since you first started?
1: Oh, Lord. I would say that I never thought that I would be a queen that would wear... I never thought I would be a pageant girl. I never thought that I would wear nice wigs. I honestly never thought that I would, like... ever work with the people that I've worked with. Um, My career has taken a lot of turns, but... I've realized that Cherry Poppins is someone that is my work. I, like, do the work as Michael so Cherry can shine. And doing that, like, Michael can take a break, but, like, when it's Cherry, Cherry works. And so now I'm like, Cherry doesn't drink, Cherry doesn't party, Cherry, like, will smoke weed because it's fun. But that's the only thing that she'll do that, like, chills her out. And that's all I do on stage now. That's I won't drink. I don't do any of that. I, like, take things a lot more seriously. I've realized that, like, it's just like performing any other career, any other performing career, because, like, you are literally doing all the work, and then you go on stage and you have to forget all of it. So, like, don't forget to do the work.
0: Sure. Aside from Shirley, who else helped you on your drag journey at the start?
1: Well, uh, to start, you actually, we did this uh, little thing with Vanadu and Miss Bijou, who Mm -hmm. both are now still doing drag and looking gorgeous, um... Just not in New York City. Just not in New York City, so I guess I win, right? Does that mean I win? What do I win? I win! (laughs) What do I win? I don't know. Um, we did a little cabaret called drag Array. um... Man, some choices were made. Thinking back. It was still fun. Yeah, I can't believe that I was one of the first drag queens to think She Used to Be Mine. Yeah, it's true. I still can't believe I said She Used to Be Mine. <laughs> it happened, there is video. Oh, there is. There's video.
0: I have the entire show.
1: Oh, God.
0: Of course I have the entire oh, show. Oh, God,
1: that's going to show up one day. And it's going to bite me in the ass. Oh, <laughs> 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 um, that weak choice. <laughs> I wore a shake and go bob. <laughs> you sure did. And a black basic jumpsuit <laughs> with a cowl neck. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, Oh, God. So, aside, okay, aside from me, because I'm sure there's people be- between myself and Shirley.
1: No. Really? Okay. No, not really. I mean, my sisters, I became really close with, like, Bella Noche, and Gilda Wabbit and I became friends back when she was Beverly, and she actually gave me my first gig in Astoria at Albatross. Uh, I did her bingo back that when mm-hmm. she had bingo there. Uh, it was a joyous time. Um... I really, I, And then after actually Drag Array, I worked with, for Tina Burner as her assistant, and she taught me how to sew, mm-hmm. and I feel like that was the moment where my drag really changed, because sure. I, I like, decided that. I was like, oh, I can go and spend $45, which is the price of a dress at Macy's, and I can go and get uh, the fabric and do it all myself and make four costumes out of this fabric that I just got for $45, and um, look pretty. Yeah. And that's what I like to do. I just like to look pretty.
0: So you mentioned you did the, the competition circuit. Yes. You did the inaugural season of UDP. I did. did. I did. I did. You did the Lady Liberty many times. Oh, I did. Um, an assortment of pageants. Oh, I forgot about those. Yeah, those, those those happened back in the day. Oh.
1: What is it about
0: competitions that draws
1: you in? I do like competitions, don't I? I do have a long history of competition shit. Um, I don't know I come from a musical theater background, so like I like friendly competition. I think that there's a level of work that gets put into a competition that like is missing from bar drag. Mm-hmm. I think that there's a lot more specificity, and I love specificity now. I, like, really look at the details, and so when I'm putting together a look, if it's not on a budget, if I, like, get to do whatever I want with it, like, if I, 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 like, am very specific about it. Sure. Uh, Especially if I'm having, uh, if I'm hiring a designer, I'm, like, I'm paying for this. Like, I'm going to want it to be the exact thing that I want. Um, When I do it for myself, I can be a little bit more, like, meh, because it's me, and I'm myself. Yeah. But like when I sew for other people, I have to be very specific as well. Like very right with how I sew. You know? Absolutely.
0: Well, I mean, last year you returned to UDP for an all-star season. I did. I did. I did. What
1: was that experience like? So surprisingly enough, when I was doing UDP the first time, I actually tore my hamstring and had to drop out. Um, I was like week four, I think. And this was back when, like, Nidra Bell and Marty Old Cummings hosted it together. Right. And other people in my season were, like, Poppy and Carmen Side Me and Clarice Dubois. And, like, it was a pretty, like, a lot of the girls that I did that competition with are still doing drag. It was weird to come back to the competition because I... We didn't really keep in touch my season. Like, we didn't have that sisterhood that later seasons than got. And so I came in being like, I know these girls as, like, friends of mine that I've done drag with, like, other places, but I'd also been doing drag a little bit longer than most of them. And we all had so much fun doing All-Stars. It was rightfully given to Bambi. I think that she is one of the best queens that I've ever met. She's the sweetest person, Mm -hmm. um, and she can dance the house down boots. Yeah. And I love working with her. She's like... One day I will teach her to be on time, but that's another story. That, you know... (laughs) You know, Bambi is not known for punctuality, but she does run on Drag Queen Time, and Drag Queen Time is always fierce. Yeah. So I'll always book her for that. (laughs) Do
0: you have any favorite memories from the competition? Favorite moments?
1: From All Stars? Yeah. Yeah. I would say that my Lindsay Lohan moment was fun because it's the first time that I taped down a wig and I was able to flip my fantasy hair. Uh, It was synthetic, so it didn't flip well, but it did flip. Um, And then I would say the finale was pretty great. So was Broadway week. Broadway week was a great week because that's like where I shine. And I did, um, I hired one of my friends who is a singer-songwriter that is actually releasing a lot of music this summer, um, Morgan Riley, and she recorded a version of Over the Moon for me, and I had a Violet Chachki-esque episode one, uh, black to cow print reveal made. So, I like, did a little spin, and it had that fall out. It was really fierce.
0: Any regrets?
1: Um, I tried not to live life with regrets, but I would say that if I could go back and change anything, I would- try to I wanted to make new material every week and I wish I had rehearsed my material more so I was more polished on my lip sync but other than that I really don't regret any of the decisions I made artistically just like learn your words Jerry it's important That's the that's the job of a drag queen yeah Learn those spoken parts, especially in that Lindsay Lohan mix where, you know, <laughs> she starts breaking down. I use the Instagram live where she goes crazy on the kid and like, she does not speak well. She's no. pretty fucked up. Yeah, I guess that that's it. That's the thing.
0: Are there any New York City drag
1: queens that you've yet to work with that are on your dream list? Um, not really New York City drag queens. I've worked with like a lot of, a lot of them. I think that Pattaya Hart is always something that comes to mind. I haven't really worked with her in um, any sort of drag setting, but, like, I've seen her shows, and I've seen her backstage at pageants and stuff like that, so I'm not, like, not versed in working with her, but I do love her, and I would like to work with her more. Same with Brenda Darling. But usually when I want to work with someone, like, I will put together an event and be like, come do my event, please. <laughs>
0: So one one of your big quarantine projects was teaming up with Elise Navy Dad for Two Girls One Show.
1: Oh yeah. How did it come to be? So uh Elise Navy Dad and I, that stupid fucking bitch, we have been uh friends for like two years now. She actually had the show after my um very first Stonewall show, my very first Broadway bitches, back with um Allegra Valentine mm-hmm. and um R.A.P. <laughs> poor, poor, poor Skywalker. Um, and Jacqueline Hyde and Dee Dee Comeswell, who just moved also. Mm-hmm. We had our show, and then immediately afterward was Elise Navidad's first invasion at Stonewall. Little did we know that a year and a half later, we'd both be working at the West End and end up doing a brunch together there that also is dead because we got fired. It happens. Um, and yeah, we teamed up and we just started like really vibing and we like, we like the same things. We like stupid comedy. We don't take drag too seriously. Like we take it seriously behind the scenes, but we don't take it too seriously up front. And Melissa is someone that I really admire because she's able to, if you're her friend, you're her friend. Yeah. And if she wants to care about you, she is there. And she will always be there. But if you cross her or you piss her off, she will cut you. And it is spectacular. She started playing this game called Sequester. And there is this moment where she's like, I believe her name was mm, Susan. And she said, fuck you, Susan. And I was like, uh, uh, it was gag worthy. Elise is gagworthy. I love Elise.
0: What What are your, some of your favorite moments from the show?
1: I would say so. So far, we've done um, all of season twelve review. We've done All Stars five, and we've uh, we're trucking our way along Canada's Drag Race. We also do um, a weekly show. I would say that we've. I would say my favorite thing we've done so far, probably though, has been Miss Christmas in quarantine. We ran a digital pageant for the Alley Forney Center, and we raised around $300. Um, it was really spectacular. We had a girl from Alabama named Flapjack win, and Miss Stevie Dubois, who is, like, Icon Legend star of New York City, mm-hmm. came as the runner-up. Flapjack also won fan favorite. It was a really great moment for us because we that's the first time we've really teamed up to do anything fundraiser wise and it's nice to have someone else to bounce ideas off of sure i'm just so used to doing things by myself now that i'm just like oh i'm doing this thing hi person at bar can i do this thing and they're like yeah sure come do the thing and then i do the thing that make sense yeah it makes sense
0: (laughs) (coughs) what are some of the difficulties you found doing a digital
1: show well, people tune in and out a lot, especially when you're streaming it on like we stream on YouTube and we stream on Facebook. So we get people dipping in and out a lot on both. It's hard to see like the viewer count, also because absolutely, if on Facebook you click it for a second and you're just like scrolling by, it automatically says that you're someone else is watching, and like that's right. not necessarily true. Also, sometimes the tipping is not great. Yeah. Especially if you're like... Because there's not an obligation. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't have to physically hand someone a dollar. But, like, I miss that. Yeah, fully. I've done that a couple... I've, do- I've been at a couple live shows now, and I, I, I like that.
0: Yeah. I like money. It, it, it is true. I mean, that's kind of why, like, we've been doing a, um, a, a cover... That way, you're not necessarily obligated to tip more. You can if you want to, but at least there is money going toward the artist. Yeah,
1: that's something that I'm looking at with future projects that I'm working yeah. on.
0: And it's, it's very difficult because everyone's doing projects and you want to support them all, but this is possibly even more expensive than an actual
1: going to a bar every single night of the week. But you know, some people aren't actually doing projects. There's a lot of people that have just like laid low. Yeah, that's fair. And I envy them. I wish
0: I could do that. Well, some people want are taking this as an actual break. That's a long ass break. It is. Well, we're gonna play this or that. I'm gonna give you two options. Oh lord. Okay. And you're gonna tell me which one you prefer. Um, speaking of um, going to bars and having food, uh, hot dog or bagel bites? Bagel bites. Day or night? Night. Glinda or
1: Alphaba? Alphaba. Roxy or Velma? Velma. Netflix or Hulu? Wait, Velma, which which Velma? Velma Kelly? Yeah. Oh i thought velma dinkley
0: no i said roxy or velma still that netflix or hulu netflix black beans or pinto beans pinto beans taco bell or chipotle taco bell dominoes or papa john's papa john's mario or luigi mario hermione or ron hermione pieces or hardware hardware priyanka or the vivian priyanka what is your signature number and how did it become your signature number
1: so, I have two signature numbers that I will say. One is my live sing Disney medley mm-hmm. that I made and created during uh, Drag Array that I then hired someone to record for me and sing at bars. It includes like Moana, uh, Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Tarzan, Tangle, Princess and the Frog. It has it all. Yeah. It's great. And then I would also say that my Jenna Marbles mix is pretty well-known. I took one of her old videos about doing the face that went viral years ago and turned it into like um, a comedy mix. Yeah. And I would say those are the two that really stick out to people that people talk about. Um, More recently, though, I've done some new mixes that I'm really proud of that I think will become just as good as others,
0: I hope. Where do you find your inspiration when you create mixes and numbers?
1: Uh, I really take from pop culture. I I love a reference. I love a concept. I think that's something that really gives more depth to what people do. So if you're doing, like, a Mean Girls... Not, like, Mean Girls the musical or Mean Girls the movie, but if you're doing, like, a bitchy girl mix, like, you draw from all of the things in your repertoire... And then you put that into the mix, like you channel everything that like you love and you put that into the view of the thing you're doing. So if you're doing a mix, you're doing like, okay, so I'm thinking about all these things that I love. Okay. Now let's put it in a mix. All these things that I love about like disgusting addictions that people have on strange addictions. Love my, ah, great show. Anything in that, just throw it into a mix. Oh, that's funny. Whatever makes me laugh, I love.
0: What comes first, the reference or the song?
1: It depends, honestly. If I'm building a mix, it... I normally will go with, like, a theme. I like a theme. I'll be like, this is my, this mix. And then I'll go and try to find all the references that I can find. Whether it be in music, whether it be in, like, media, however and I'll put together like a board and then I'll go off that because then I have somewhere to go to every time I get stumped when I'm like oh I don't know what the next song should be like what other aspect of this thing can I look at to like more well round out my mix I also love a good little dance break in my mix because I think that it's fun absolutely
0: now are there any mixes or numbers of yours that people uh request
1: that you wish they would stop requesting No, because I don't really give people the option of requesting a lot. Mm -hmm. I'll be like, you can either do this one or this one. I don't give them a choice of, like, pick a song! Unless you give me a $20 bill, you're not picking a song. Uh, However, I do like creating new mixes a lot, so I've really tried to shuffle that into my entire career. Like, I don't have six or seven mixes like some people do. I have, like... 13 or 14 and i keep making new ones and like i will do a straight through number occasionally and like elise and i will throw in a duet and mm-hmm. like we'll we'll mix it up a lot especially when i do theme shows i'm like okay i have to have five numbers i don't want them to be the same as like the last time i did the show so what can i do
0: now is there a song from 2020 that you are not looking forward to performing in a drag roulette
1: I have to say, with my gut instinct, it has to be WAP. hmm Because Mama is a nice shade of alabaster, and those two women are beautiful, dark, and stretchy women, and I cannot do the splits, nor can I rap. I was asked one time in an audition if I could rap, and I looked at them and I said, no, I cannot. Sorry. Yeah, I I'm
0: very much looking forward to the Best of 2020 mix where um someone will be dressed up as Carol Baskin performing WAP. I uh, No, take Carol
1: Baskin and do um Killer Instinct from Bring It On.
0: Carol Baskin if she doesn't dance to
1: Man Eater on Dance with the Stars, it's a missed opportunity. Can you like comprehend the fact that she's on Dancing with the Stars? Absolutely I can. I hate it. I hate it. I w- she better do something with like a Cougar number or something. No, she fully will. I need it. Well, we're going
0: to play the Cameo Game Show. If you're not familiar with the website Cameo, you can book a celebrity or record, uh, and to record a message for you or a loved one for a small price. But each celebrity has a different cost. In this game, you have to guess who costs more. Okay. And we're going to go through two different fandoms. We're going to start with the, the drag fandom first. Crystal Method or Bitch Puddin'. Bitch Puddin'. No, Crystal Method is $100. Bitch Puddin' is 50 Brita Filter or Thorgy Thor. Thorgy Thor. Thorgy is forty five, Brita is thirty-five. Chad Michaels or Bibi Zahar Chad Michaels. They're actually both seventy five dollars.
1: So the, trickery Trickery
0: Next is Rita Bega or Scarlet Bobo. Scarlet Bobo. No, Rita Bega is seventy, Scarlet is fifty. Rita Bega is trash. Okay, well, next we have Candy Muse or Rose. Rose. Yes, Rosé is $30 currently. Candy currently. Muse, Candy, Muse is <laughs> currently. 20, Candy Muse is 21 currently. <laughs> currently! Now we're going to move into um, some names from the challenge. Um, Here jo- we go! Johnny Bananas or Sarah Rice? Johnny Bananas. Johnny Bananas is 150 Sarah is 34 Poor and Sarah. Sarah deserves her money. Um, Cara Maria or Polly Calafiore?
1: They're not together nope. doing it?
0: Nope. That's funny. Um, probably Cara. Cara is 50. Polly is 35. Now we're going to go to two big brother winners to challenge uh, stars. Morgan Willett or Josh
1: Martinez. Josh Martinez can die a fire Morgan.
0: No, it's Josh. $65. Morgan is 25 Next is Jenna Campano or Zach Nichols. Jenna!
1: Jenna's my favorite character on the challenge!
0: <laughs> Jenna is $35. Zach is 25 I
1: love Jenna. She's so stupid.
0: Next <laughs> we have Mark Long or Derek Kaczynski. I'm going to go with Derek. Derek is 50 Mark is $35. is not
1: Derek the one that had the porno? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know. No, that was someone else that had gay porn.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's Derek. Um, and I then wish. finally... How much can you get a TJ Lavin cameo for?
1: Probably 150.
0: 149. Oh my god! <laughs> so, if you were keeping track, to get a Johnny Bananas cameo, it's a dollar more than the host itself.
1: Well, Johnny Bananas could be the host. I hope I'd still watch it. I can't stand Johnny. I hate Johnny when he's a dick, but like when Johnny's playing the game, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. And he's hot.
0: You have decided not to drink in drag for over a year now. Yeah! How has this helped you as an artist?
1: Um, well, I've taken the idea of, like, it being a job seriously, finally. I'm realizing that, like, failure is not bad, and you can learn from that. And if you have to call something off, it's okay. But if, you ha- if you're really passionate about making something happen, you make it happen. And if you want to learn the skills, you've got to teach yourself the skills. And sometimes that's something that you just have to take control of. And once you start taking control of that, people will notice.
0: Do you have any advice to those who are thinking about this option, but maybe worried about the ramifications once, you know, bars reopen and part of your job is to push the drinks?
1: Uh, I mean, I always say that our job is to entertain the people at the bar and sell drinks, right? So we are required, I do a lot of cheersings in my show, like, I will always have a drink in my hand, it's just not alcoholic. Sure. And, like, I tell the bar staff, don't tell my fans and people, but, like, if you buy me a shot, I tell the bar staff to charge you and give me a shot of, like, ginger ale or something that's not alcoholic. Right. Like, it's nothing that, I, I don't talk about it, but I just, like, I still push drink sales, I just, I don't need to be drinking, (laughs) you know? doesn't need to be a thing.
0: No, absolutely. I mean, but there are people who think drinking is part of the culture, and that's how you fit in.
1: There is part... It's part of the culture, but you don't have to, like... I'm a drag queen. I don't have to fit in anywhere, bitch. Like, I can do what I want to do. You're going to tell me that I'm not supposed to sell this drink? I'm going to sell the drink. Not supposed to sell this drink. you me I'm I'm supposed to sell the drink? I'll sell the drink. I'm a bartender as well. Like, I get it. I don't have a problem with people drinking. Or, like, with drinks, I just don't want it around me when I'm in drag.
0: In the age of cancel culture, how can artists protect themselves, and when is it too much?
1: Yo, fuck cancel culture. I mean, let's be real. Cancel culture is kind of toxic, because I don't think people should be just outright canceled for no reason. I think people should be given the chance to turn things around, and if they fall into old habits, you get... For me, it's like baseball. Three strikes and you're out. Like, you do it three times, you're done. Sure. So... If it becomes a habit, and we don't see people trying to change, or making change in their lives, that's when we have to be like, I call bullshit. Someone that does something multiple times is a repeat offender. If you've been doing... Say, uh... You've been masquerading as a casting director for years and Mm -hmm. you've been trying to hire a certain type of person, but you're not really a casting director and you're lying about it the entire time and you've done it to multiple people, that's not okay. That's downright lying and betrayal. If you say something offhandedly off-color, and you grew up in a place where you were not educated and it really comes from a place of ignorance I think that's really where the issue lies because you can always learn more I don't think people are ever incapable of learning more they always just have to want to do it so
0: why, why is it so easy to cancel someone then?
1: because people don't always see it that way they see it that way when it's explained to them, but it's easier just to ignore it and push it away and be like, fuck you, I'm done, than it is to really engage in change. And change is what's really needed right now in the world, For I sure. think. Because that's that's really where it comes from. We can't cancel... It's a controversial opinion. We can't cancel, like, the police. They still have a job to do, and they still do their job. They are just corrupt. Like, we need to fix it. It takes more time and energy to fix it than it does to just scrap the entire thing. But you can't just scrap it because then the entire infrastructure falls. So that's the debate that people have, you know? Mm. And I feel like it's the same with everything. Fair. Translates.
0: How important is social media in the drag scene today?
1: Very important. Like, it, it's it's uh, literally probably so... If you were to compare it to... A meteor it probably would be like the one that took out the dinosaurs okay because people are so obsessed with what's posted today that literally people have lost it over a person posting that they're at a bar and tagging the fucking bar in an Instagram story like Instagram and Facebook allows people to be in contact with other people every single day which has its pros and its cons. Like, I don't think that without social media, like what would people do right now? Yeah. Especially like currently in this current state of like the world, like what would people do right now?
0: I mean, there was a time when social media didn't exist and
1: people seemed to be going well, fine. But you know what they still did hang out with people in person. So like right now, that's what I mean. Like right now we can't even compare it to like a year ago because a year ago, We were hanging out with people and seeing people at places and like able to gather in groups of more than 20 and people weren't like people weren't moving out of the city and like all of those things weren't happening. Where do you see drag in five years then? Drag as a... As an art form. As an art form. I mean, I feel like it's always something that is going to, especially right now, it's going to continue to get popularity in mainstream culture. Because people, some people are able to, like, make the differentiation between the drag queen on TV and, like, the person. Sure. And I feel like that's where a lot of the difference needs to be made. Like, yeah, you are this person, and it's an extension of you, and it's your art. But, like, if I came at someone and was like, your job's shitty, like, quit your job, I hate your job, that person would get defensive. Like, if you come for something that someone does and they have any sort of passion for it, it doesn't matter if you're coming for them, you're coming for their job. Like, that, no. that's. I don't think you should do that. But I, I just think that there's this whole realm of drag that hasn't even been really, really explored in mainstream culture. There hasn't been anything really that's been popularized in television or movies that has anything to do with, like, drag and, like, what drag is, except for pose, really. Mm -hmm. But that's so still one... That's a microchasm of what the entire drag community is. It influenced so much of the drag world, but, like, the ballroom scene is just one part. Like, in New York City alone, you have Brooklyn drag, and then you have, like, village drag, and then you have, like, Manhattan drag, and then you have Queens drag. Like, there's so much... So many things that are different that haven't even been explored yet with the straights. Mm-hmm. And we live in such a bubble in the city that we're like, oh, what's going to happen? But people are still wanting that.
0: Once the bars reopen and vaccine is created, will digital drag still be a thing?
1: I think so. I think we found a way to connect with people from around the world. I think they might turn into like bigger events, I think the bigger ones that are happening, it will still happen. But I think that the ones that are like small might get picked up by bars. If it's a full fledged concept that brings literally something new to a bar every single night, like you're people right now are devising full shows to interact with the audiences online. That isn't a part of culture that was in nightlife mm-hmm. before that like could redefine the way we do nightlife and shows.
0: That's fair. Well, I think the big difference when it comes to the digital experience is they're highly produced in a way you can't do at a bar.
1: Well, some of them are. Some of them aren't. Uh, you're definitely able to hide behind less talent mm-hmm. in a like produced video. Absolutely. But we see that when people get on the show, when, on Drag Race.
0: Well, absolutely. And that's why my biggest fear is that you, these bars are going to then hire these Digital
1: queens who have no place being in a bar. But we'll see, I guess. We'll see. Because there's nothing that I, there's no negative I can see coming out of it. Sure, a queen at a bar gets a gig for a week or two weeks or three weeks and she does the show three times and then it fails. Okay, so they failed. Fire that queen, hire a new queen. Sure. Just like you would with any other job. It didn't work? Okay, I'm sorry this didn't work. It didn't really work out with us, but, like, I'm glad we tried it. You give them a trial period, and then you move forward. That's valid.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, like, there's just a lot of talented, talented digital artists
1: who are not live performers, and that's... And that's totally fine. Mm -hmm. But if they're finding success digitally, I think that they can still continue to find success today. Well,
0: it's just one of those things, you know, bar, bar owners, if they see success, they want to capitalize on it, not knowing that it's not going to translate. And it's unfortunate to watch a queen get
1: fired. It really is. But it is, unfortunately, part of the job. Sure. And while we can celebrate with people, we can also have empathy. While we can celebrate people getting a new job, we can also have empathy for the person that does not have the job anymore.
0: Absolutely. Well, we're going to play everyone's favorite game, Tea Time, where you're going to spill some tea on some of your favorite sisters, friends, (laughs) colleagues, people you've shared the stage Mm. with, people you've worked for. Um, And we're going to start off with Bella Noche.
1: I love that bitch. I'm actually going to her place after this interview. Um, I am in love with her. She's had a lot of growth. Uh, She calls me her little sister, but I feel like we're just sisters. Like, I... She's been by my side for literally the last four years and it's crazy to think it's been that long because I sometimes blink and realize four years have gone by and that I'm no longer the little that I was.
0: (laughs) Next we have Shirley Just.
1: Uh, I hope she's doing well. I don't really know what she's doing, but I hope she's well. I guess that's it on her. Thanks for putting me in drag for the first time. Next
0: up, Tina Burner.
1: She is a large linebacker in a pantsuit that was on a TV show.
0: Oh yeah, what's TV show?
1: Shade Queens of NYC. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Speaking of Holly Box Springs. Oh, <laughs> so Holly Box Springs and I have competed in a couple pageants together. Um. We also slept with each other back in the day, but that's just like, that's old news. That's something that I haven't said in ages. But Holly's a great person. Holly can sew, and she is very talented, in my opinion. And I, I strike that. I would love to work with Holly Box Springs. That's my answer from earlier. Holly Box Springs. If you ever need a guest, you call me.
0: There you go, Holly. I hope you're listening. Speaking of people who are iconic, Nicole and
1: I love Nicole! I used to hate Nicole, but now I love Nicole.
0: Why did you hate Nicole?
1: I don't know. What? I really honestly don't know. There was a part of me that I think that was jealous of her, uh, and there was a part of me that like really admired the stuff she was doing. But you know, that bitch can get real real. And we did Miz America together this last... Last year? A year ago. A year ago. And there was a moment where I was like, oh, I can fuck with this bitch now, because she just takes it so seriously, and it's really inspiring to see someone work that hard on something, especially when you care about it at the same level, and you're discussing things that, like, the little details that you both are looking at, that you're like, oh, this person also gets that. Like, okay, I get it now. We all make mistakes, we all have those days, but, you know... I think that at the end of the day, she'll always be my sis. And there was never a time where, I, like, I was trying to, like, shit talk her. It was just, I was like, I like you. Meh.
0: Speaking of someone you have asked to do their show many, 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 many times. And they've, they've allowed you to. heidi ho
1: Heidi Ho, I was like, I don't know where this is going, and I swear to God, if it goes somewhere bad, I'm gonna lose my shit. Um, I love Heidi Ho. I, yeah, I don't know what else to say about her. We don't really talk much anymore, but. No, I haven't, I have not really spoken to Heidi in the
0: past couple weeks, and I think she needs a little break.
1: That's fine, Heidi, you're lost. I'm a fucking awesome person.
0: Next, we have the inaugural UDP All-Star winner, Didi Cumswell.
1: Miss Dee Dee Comeswell is my sis. I, I've said sis a lot during this interview. I'm sorry, as long everyone. As it's not sissy. I, no, I hate her. <laughs> but I will buy that uh, outfit off of you, Alona. Let me know. That blue one? That that mm, boodle one? I'll buy it. It's mine. Um, Dee Dee's great. Didi Dee Dee knows how to sew. Didi and I talk about sewing a lot. We love Broadway. And she was part of my like first round of shows at Stonewall called Broadway Bitches, which... Back in the day, when we did production numbers and I took down a curtain at Stonewall, she was there for that. And it was a great time. We also did the first ever Maryland Pride together last year. Oh, good times.
0: Now UDP All-Star winner too, Bambi.
1: Bambi is a real bitch. I love Bambi. That woman can dance. That woman can move. That woman needs some new wigs, but that woman is... A gorgeous creature, and I think that she's one of the sweetest people that I've ever met. And if you ever need a dancing diva, you better call Bambi, because she'll turn it out for you. It's true. Next up, Pussy Willow. Oh, Puss Puss! Little Puss Pussy has been around me, ar- like... Adjacent. Adjacent. That's a great word. She's been adjacent to me for a while, but we really got close during... All stars because we would take the tr- the, the the train or the the, the, the little bus mm-hmm. back to a story together, or we would just take a car, mainly a car. We took cars. Uh, she was great. She does uh, really interesting drag. Her dragon quarantine though has really gotten polished. Her uh, I don't know. She's she's so creative. She's one person that like just has creativity that just like oh I'm gonna do the show okay. Here's the shit. Let's do it. And it's something that I'm like, oh, you can just like, do the thing, and I always like someone that can just do the thing. Next up, Michelle Shocked. That rotted fucking whore, Michelle Shocked, is like the inside of a dead fish after it's been in the sun for five days. Okay, that's how I would describe Michelle Shocked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she'd actually appreciate that. I love Michelle. She's a fucking wild beast. And I think that she is so stupid. She was there when I got my concussion at the vault. (laughs) Oh, I did a show on Friday nights with her. um, And I like... I was, like, dead set. I was, like, girl, you are going to be my guest every single week because we are friends, and I want to share the love. And so we just did, like, stupid, obscure musical theater drag <laughs> in Brooklyn at, like, midnight on a Friday night. It was fucking wild. But I did a death drop during Friday, and she came over to me. Yes, and that was Friday by Rebecca Black. And she came over to me, and uh, I was laying there. I was like, it's Friday! <laughs> And then I got up and I was like, gotta get down and fried." And then I sat down for the rest of my number and she was like, are you okay? And I was like, let's do a shot.
0: I think it's time to retire the death drops.
1: I think that death drops are cool and I love them. Yeah, oh. apparently you did a death drop the other night and I didn't even hear it. I did a death drop the other night and it was fantastic. Yeah, video
0: shows proof of that.
1: I It was not a death drop. That was not a death drop. That was a kick. Drop. Ball fall.
0: well speaking of dancing
1: divas Petty Cash oh Petty she is so pretty her makeup has gotten so good and also um, I have nails for her downstairs that she needs to come pick up so get your ass over here because I made them and they're Swarovskis so you should get here
0: next up we got the digital queen herself Jacqueline Hyde
1: Oh Miss Jackie Hyde, I love her so much. She's so stupid. She's so stupid. And she like has this ability to like just make fun of herself at all times. Where I'm like an open book. Like, out of drag, I will I'll tell you my entire fucking life story. Mm-hmm. But like, out of drag, Jacqueline is Jackson. Yeah. They just put a wig on it. (laughs) And it was Jackson. In drag. I mean, no, Jackson in drag was when we did our first Broadway Bitches, and that was when we did some questionable fashion choices, and some questionable makeups, too. But now she's gorgeous. And that uh, thing she's doing with Vanadu is, like, ridiculous. And with Audrey. Like, her and Audrey have done some really great content with that drag queen's eating, too. Yeah. Next up, Skywalker. Oh, so here's some tea. Skye used to be my drag daughter. She was my drag daughter for a hot sec. Uh, and then uh, Ruby Roo wanted her more, and so I put her up for adoption. <laughs> so I call Allegra Valentine, which is Sky's old drag name. Her, she's my drag daughter, but mm-hmm. she's dead. I aborted her.
0: Well, speaking of your former co-worker, Ruby Roo.
1: Ruby Roo. Oh, she's a horse. She's a horse. Yeah. It says so on her Facebook. Oh, I, I didn't... I've never seen that. Yeah. Horse. I think it describes her drag well. <laughs> no. She's actually really pretty. Mm-hmm. She, um... What can I say about Ruby? She t- says her opinion, and she holds to it. She's never really been one to not do that, and that's something that's really nice. Yeah. But... God forbid if you're ever on the firing end of it, because she's a ruthless cunt, and she'll come for you, which is why she won Cunt of the Year a couple years ago. Yeah.
0: Well, let's go from Rue to Vanna Do.
1: Oh, Miss Vanny. She and I just did this little competition called the Broadway Ball together online. Um, it was fun. I think she's going to win. It's supposed to premiere today. Today's Friday. But, do you like how we keep talking to you and then the microphone? same thing. I just keep bouncing back and forth. <laughs> um No, Van is great. I wish she would respond to texts more, but that's just me being a petty bitch and telling her to look at her phone and actually care about her friends, but that's just That's just like the tea on that. She's very talented. She's one of the most committed Broadway performers I've ever seen, but God damn if she doesn't powder that breastplate, I swear <laughs> to god.
0: Well, someone I'm sure she picks up the phone for. Bijou.
1: Oh, little BB. Little Bijou. Little Bijou. I haven't really seen Bijou or talked to Bijou in ages, but I hope she's well.
0: Her number, Call me. Her number for the Pokeball was very, 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 very good.
1: Call me. Next up, Shelby Late. Oh, Shelby. Hmm. What can I say about Shelby Late. She's a rotted fag. Um (laughs) she she's stupid. She's a bitch. But she's very talented. Absolutely. She's very nice if you're on her right side. If she cares about you and she likes you, she like is a ride or die. But if like you cross her or you piss her off, she's done. And that's something that, like, I try to adopt now in my, like, adult life. is like, you fuck me over. I'm done with you. It's
0: you a good that? good philosophy to have.
1: Yeah, I'm done with you, bitches.
0: Well, speaking of bad bitch club, Elise Navidad.
1: Oh, where's those <laughs> little pots and pans to start shellacking and smacking together? Uh, Elise Navidad is coming to the mic. She's gonna spit it so quick because her pussy's so tight. Uh, she is the topping drag queen christmas present that any poor unfortunate bottom would love to have
0: she's a tree topper
1: she is she is and she is so stupid and she gives two shits about anyone else's opinion because she is the prettiest most confident person that walks in the room and no one can tell her otherwise even though i've tried
0: You've teamed up with Work.com and the lovely Chiffon Dior for a new show called What's Poppin'.
1: I have. Tell us about it. So What's Poppin's the show starring me, Cherry Poppins. Uh, I've recorded, I think, five episodes so far, but I have done a lot of stuff in my drag career that has focused on giving the spotlight to other people, and I think that that's something that... As someone that is white, and someone that has privilege, it is very important to do to people that might not necessarily always get to talk about things, or have the space to have a conversation about anything that they want, or really themselves. Like, some of the biggest drag names that I've interviewed, we don't even talk about, like, we talk about their career on Drag Race, but we talk about them. I want to get to know these the people behind the mask. And so I'm interviewing uh, drag queens, I'm interviewing reality TV stars, I'm interviewing nightlife personas, Broadway celebrities, all those, these types of people, um, and talking about pop culture, where they grew up, how that influenced them, Um, just getting to know a little bit more about who they are, especially in today's climate and how things are changing, you know, quarantine and everything, just trying to give everyone a platform. Um, while wearing platforms. How did the show come to be? I was stoned, and I messaged Fun. And I said, I have an idea for a show. And she said, what's the idea? And I said, I'm gonna do a Hey Queen slash, like, The View slash my own type of show. Where, like, we talk, we have fun, we laugh. But, like, we talk about some things. And there's some really exciting content coming out with that that I am excited to share with the world. I mean, what can we expect to see? Um, I have a little bit about... We talk a little bit um, with my first guest, um, Vinchelle, about her experiences on tour and at the University of the Arts, which is the Mm -hmm. college she went to. Um, We talk a little bit about her pageant life in New York City. We... I talked with um, Pissy Miles... About her, all of her virtual drag, about her political voice, also about her relationship with Sherry Pie, uh, with Sugar Cane, I've talked about her album or song she just released, with her mix mm-hmm. remixes and her um, original single. I've chatted with Tora Hyman from Camp Wanakiki about how she, what she thought about when she got the call for Camp Wanakiki um her drag mother's ginger minge and how mm-hmm. she created her entire package. I've had some really interesting conversations with some really incredible people and it's been really fulfilling on my end because I'm able to not only give them a space to talk about things, but also learn about other walks of life that I've not been exposed to before.
0: Now you know how I feel. Yeah, it's really great. It's it's a it's a special thing. I mean two hundred plus episodes now. It's, yeah it's, it's exciting. Not bad, not bad. Not so shabby. You've fallen down a rabbit hole on YouTube. Have I? Yes. What are you watching videos of? Using my account, by the way.
1: Have I? I've been, I have been. mean, I love the Dry Grace, like, top four lip sync songs. It's mm-hmm. my favorite thing. Priyanka's last one that's like... <laughs> what was it? Question? She come, No, she's like... Question: Who was the queen? Uh, no. who was the first queen to walk in the room? Something like that. Question: Who was the first queen to walk in the driver's north of the scene? Question: You know who it's gonna be. Da 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 da. da. Answer: You know it's me, Pri. Da, da 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 Hi, it's me, Pri. I love Priyanka. Um, I love watching those. I also, what else have I? Do I watch? I mean, you tell me. What am I watching? I don't
0: know. Someone's been watching um, long videos on uh, uh, a repeat of like cat vid- uh, sounds and coffee sounds. And oh! My... What is happening to my, my my Oh,
1: I know what that is. <laughs> That's the background noise. Oh, gotcha. That's the background noise for the cats because yeah. they like to watch the television. It's fucks up my algorithm. Oh. <laughs> well, we uh, we have cats. And they like to sit and watch TV. My One of them last night sat and watched all of Drag Race. She does not like Rita as She walked away. But he did sit and watch all. Who was it that he liked? I think it was. Don't remember. Not important anymore.
0: If you could eat one meal every day for the rest of your life, what would it be?
1: Can I have unlimited access to a toilet? Sure. Crawfish. Oh, okay. Spicy fucking crawfish. Or hot wings. I was on a game show. And they ate hot anywhere. wings and it was crazy. Yeah? How how was that experience? It's crazy. It's fucking crazy. Are you traumatized from wings now? Uh yeah, because we had to do it fucking twice. The first day they got us on the... Which we're not supposed to talk about this. But, like, the first day... I don't care anymore, because I got my money. Um, we competed against this older couple, and they did not... <laughs> did not make it past the first round. She touched her eye, and he almost passed out from blood pressure. And so they took us into a separate room, and we we're like, Hey, like, we really like you, and you guys are in drag, so, like, come back tomorrow. So I had to come back the next morning, earlier than the first call was paint both of our faces in 45 minutes and then do the, what the game show. It was wild. And then I threw up a lot afterward.
0: Naturally, but you got money out of it. I did. Did I did? I did. What are your current jams and what should the listeners be listening to?
1: I love, um, I love Katy Perry's new album. Mm -hmm. It's really good. I also really like little mix. Little mix is dope. Go, uh, listen to their new song holiday. And, honestly, all of their music. It's just so fucking good. Uh... Yeah. Those are the two right now that I'm, like, really on. I think... Chloe and Hallie are really good. Yeah.
0: If you had to pick one New York City drag queen to be your partner on The Amazing
1: Race, who would it be and why? At least Navidad. Why? Because she would make the experience fun. I would do all the work, and she'd be like, here we go! (laughs) So you would be eating things, obviously. Um, Elise
0: would be jumping off of things.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm really, like, down for whatever. If you throw something at me, I'll do it. I'm a yes-and person.
0: (laughs) We're gonna move into the Pop 5 Rapid Fire, where I'm gonna give you five pop culture things, headlines, news stories, and you're gonna give me a word, phrase, story, whatever you want to talk about for each. Okay. First up, keeping up with the Kardashians ending.
1: Bye. You made a sex tape and you got famous. Bye. That's true.
0: <laughs> Number two, gender reveal party turned California wildfire.
1: I mean, let's be real. The last time I saw something aflame like that was in the finale of Avatar. It was wild and crazy. And I... Oh, fuck gender reveals. Like, there's no point. Gender's a construct. Tear it apart. Fuck it.
0: Number three, The Mandalorian Season 2. A.K.A. The Baby Yoda Show.
1: There's a season two coming out? October 30th. Oh. I was never a Star Wars person, so, like... Baby Yoda's cute. But you know what's cuter? Baby Scooby-Doo.
0: Okay, okay. Number four. Fauci says no sitting in theater until a year after vaccine.
1: Yep. I heard about it. Apparently was not coming back until at least next September.
0: We shall see, because again, I mean, they're doing it seemingly fine in the UK. Drive-in theaters? No, sitting in theaters.
1: Really? Mm -hmm. Well, that's the UK. They follow instructions there. They have bubbles. They have have
0: bubbles? They basically put you in groupings. That's a fun word. Bubble. And number five, Drag Race Holland.
1: Uh, very white, very good looking. They're all very pretty. I know, I've only heard of room service- out of them, but very Apparently, nice. Apparently,
0: um, during World Pride last year, Patty Pam Pam uh, competed at Drag Wars.
1: Oh. hmm Did she lose? Obviously.
0: Well. Um. No. I mean, I'm very excited by it. I mean, visually, it looks very white. Um, the ethnic background of the Netherlands is very white. White. Uh, there are a couple um Latinx um performers. Uh, I know there's one uh, performer who's from Brazil, so there, there, there is a little bit of diversity, but I'm excited. I think, by far, is the greatest um, promo shoot in the history of the entire franchise. Really? Those looks are sensational.
1: Um, I'll have to take a second look then, because I haven't really, like, dove into the looks yet. They're but...
0: so good. I mean, Chelsea Boy, whoo boy, that thing was... I'll have to look into it. Exceptional. I'll have to see. I'll have to see. So, I have my previous guest ask my current guest a question, and this is a question from Desiree Dick. What keeps you motivated during these trying moments?
1: Um, Working on my craft. Like, figuring out how to keep elevating myself, because I always want to keep growing and learning, and doing new things, and I think that that's the wonderful thing about like YouTube and tutorials, is that you're able to go online and, like, look at different people's faces and find a face that you want to, like, emulate Mm -hmm. or a face that looks similar to your face and then you can modify things and spending time in, like... One of my favorite things to do that I haven't done in a long time is to, like, take a glass or two of wine and go into the shower and get really stoned and just, like, drink and, like, get a little tipsy in the shower and just, like listen to some chill music and it like gets your creative juices flowing. Like if you just chill for a second and you're able to take, like if you're smoke, if you smoke weed, like do a sativa and like get a glass of wine and chill the fuck out and just realize that life's not that serious. You're only on earth once and don't you want to make the best of it? So what can you do right now to do that? Work on yourself. Don't be a dick. When you're a dick, realize sometimes I'm a dick. And that's okay. But you know what? Everyone has those days and everyone makes mistakes and everyone knows what what I'm talking about. Everyone gets that way. It's true. Now your turn to ask my
0: next question.
1: My does it have to be serious? Or can it be no, whatever it can I be want? be whatever you want. <sighs> Ooh. I would like to know if they could be. No, nope, no, nope, no, nope, no, nope, no, nope, no, nope. I want. Be a little controversial. I want, fuck Mary Kill. RuPaul Charles. Hmm. I was on a roll and then I stopped. All right, RuPaul, Bianca Del Rio, or Gina Tonic.
0: Okay, that's the question from Jerry Poppins. I'm excited to see how that answer is said.
1: Where can I think we that's find? That's my question. Yeah. Well, where can we find you on yeah. social media? And, you Ven- f- and Venmo. <clears throat> you can find me on all social media at Cherry Poppins NYC. Um, you can look for me on Venmo also at Cherry Poppins NYC and Cash App at Cherry Poppins NYC you can also find me on Mouse Mingle under Peter Pan for life
0: what the fuck is Mouse Mingle
1: Mouse Mingle is an online Disney chat site
0: oh my god do I need to be a part of this now
1: it doesn't really work but it's always a fun punchline at the end of a gig it is it sounds it because people are always like
0: what and then you're like
1: it's a conversation starter.
0: Well, maybe I can meet some people for when I go to
1: Disney in March. That would be spectacular. We'll see. Well, it was a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I can't wait to have you on an episode of What's Poppin'. Yes. Ooh! Ooh!